Do not confuse this with treatment or mental health advice or direction. Nothing on this podcast is made to supplement or supersede the relationship and direction of your mental health caretakers. Although David Koslowski is a licensed marriage and family therapist, he is not functioning as a certified mental health professional in this environment. And same applies to any professional who may appear on the Light, the Fight podcast. Welcome to the OG Therapy. What's up, everybody? Got another question here from you teens out there that submitted all these questions. Thanks again. This is a very good question. Very simple, but very good. And if you have not been paying attention to the recent changes, OG therapy, I decided that OG therapy, the podcast is me just going to be answering questions from teenagers. I have over 300 questions to answer. So we have plenty of questions to get through. Every single episode will be its own question. That way you teens out there don't have to listen to a full hour episode. My other podcast before was pretty long. And so, you know, 10, 15 minute answers at the longest, you can search through the catalog of all the questions we'll be answering. And if your question is one that I picked to answer on the podcast, I'm going to be taking all the questions I answer over the next, uh, over the month of March and probably halfway through April, because I think we start in the beginning of March. So every 30 days, I'm going to pick out of the questions that I answered on the podcast, a couple questions. I'm going to be giving you guys a free pair of van shoes, gift cards, cool stuff like that. So let's get going. And please, if you do not follow us on Instagram, if you don't follow us on YouTube, go hit those buttons. We'll be having an active TikTok account here pretty soon. We have the account already set up. We just need to upload um, all of our content to TikTok. Again, just like this podcast, we'll be putting up a lot of episodes of just answering specific questions on TikTok. Okay, this question. I like this one a lot, hence the reason why I'm answering it. How do I know when friends are using me? First off, for the person who sent in this question, can't read your name, but I will be sending you a text to expect that this question will be coming out very shortly and for you to check it out. So how do you know when your friends are using you? You know, there's a lot of things that could tip you off to if your friends are using you. Sometimes your friends will be in a bad place and they'll use you for a moment. They'll use you a little bit. But it doesn't mean they're a bad friend. It just means that they're being pretty self-centered, self-focused at that particular time. One of the telltale signs, though, if your friend is using you, is very similar to like when I diagnose someone with depression. When someone has a, a depressive episode, that means that they have symptoms of depression, um, meaning that you know they're having a really hard time sleeping at night. Uh, they're having difficulty focusing, concentrating, paying attention. They're having difficulties uh, communicating their thoughts and feelings. They have a lot of negative self-talk, a lot of anxiety. By the way, if you didn't know some of those were symptoms of depression, they are symptoms of depression. But you have to have a lot of these symptoms working together. And they have to be at least for two or three weeks. That's called a depressive episode. Now, if it goes on for longer till about six months, it's after around six months when I look at a client and I see, man, they've been struggling with all these symptoms of depression for six months. Now I need to start thinking this may be more than just a depressive episode. This could be full-blown depressive disorder. The difference between the episode and the disorder is not how many symptoms they have. It's how long they have it. So I'm answering this question this way. 
because I want you to look at this very similar to know if this friend is using you or if they're not using you. It's more about what they're doing and for how long they're doing it, not just for them, you know, taking advantage of you. Example, if someone, if your friend uh, tends to ask you to loan them money, ask them uh, or they ask you to let you borrow uh, or they want to borrow like your bike, your, um, your e-bike, <laughs> uh, your car to go drive around somewhere, um, clothes, video games, what have you. If they ask you to borrow a lot of these things and this, you know, for two or three weeks, it's like, man, they're asking you to borrow a lot of stuff. And you don't really like to ask people to borrow stuff because you don't want to inconvenience someone. But let's say you do ask them to borrow some stuff and they're real stingy about it. This does not mean that your friend is using you. It could mean that your friend is desperate, needs these things, doesn't have anything of these things himself because maybe they don't have a lot of money. Maybe their parents are broke. Maybe, um, or they're broke. Maybe they blow their money on other things. So that could be it. For two or three weeks, if you look at it and like, man, they're asking me to use a lot of stuff and I feel like I'm being taken advantage of. At that particular time, you need to say something to them. But I'd start with giving them the benefit of the doubt, saying something like, hey, I, I, I don't think you're meaning to do this, but I feel like you're asking me to borrow a lot of my stuff all the time. And this is one typical response you could hear them say. Well, I told you you could borrow any of my stuff. But you could tell them, you know, it, it's not really about borrowing my stuff. I'm just saying that, like, it's happening so often, I'm, I'm starting to feel like that's the only reason why you're my friend or hanging out with me, and I don't want to feel that way because I think we're cool with each other. I think we're friends. So can you do me a favor? Just, like, not ask me to, like, to, to borrow so much stuff all the time because it's not that I don't mind giving it to you. It makes me feel like I just question wonder if, if that's the only reason why you're my friend or not. Now, if they get weird about that, and if they start to go, well, well, that's stupid, you know, like, you know, I don't know why it makes you weird. You can borrow any of my stuff. And you just say, hey, listen, like I said, it's not about borrowing stuff. It's about like, I've had other people take advantage of me in the past, and it just feels very similar. And I know you wouldn't do that on purpose. This is why I'm telling you right now. So if it's not that big of a deal, you don't really need to borrow my stuff, then we'll obviously still be good friends. We'll be fine. But if they act weird and they act different to you uh, or to you after that point, a couple of things can happen here. One, they could be a person that's just used to getting what they want. Maybe they're really spoiled at home, so they want everybody to give them what they want. Maybe they're a person that their personality is the type of personality where they're trying to get things from other people, but they're not trying to think what they could give other people. Those are not good friendships. Those are, well, they're not mutually beneficial friendships. I do not want any teenager out there to sell their soul just so they could fit in. I've used that term before. It comes from uh, King Mez. He's a rapper. And basically what that means is everyone wants to fit in. Everyone wants to um, get along with people. And sometimes if you give someone, someone something that they like or that they want, it gives you a place to be needed. But it can also make that person think, hmm, I can get a lot of things from them for free or they could do a lot of things for me, make my life easier. But it doesn't mean if you make their life easier that they're going to respect you and it's going to be a mutually beneficial friendship or an equal friendship. So give it two or three weeks. If you're starting to see a pattern of your friend asking you for lots of stuff or when you ask them for stuff, they don't want to give you things that, that you want to borrow from them. 
or if they always want to eat at the place they want to eat at and they don't really let you choose. If they always want to do the things that they want to do, but really don't care about your thoughts and feelings too much. Give it a couple weeks after a couple weeks, address it with them. Be like, Hey, like uh, this isn't really all that cool. I don't, I don't feel like this is too equal. Like, come on. Like, so you give them that warning, you let them know if they act different after that time and don't really want to hang out with you as much. What you did was you give yourself a chance to break away from them. It can hurt. It can suck because you might really like them, but it's going to save you in the long run because if you're with a friend like that for six months to a year and then you try to break away from them, it's going to be harder to break away from them because there's that loyalty. A lot of people that get used in friendships, they get taken advantage of, that get manipulated and the, the the friend is seeing them as like a pawn on a chessboard, like you're just a piece that they're moving around to get their needs met. The people that usually get taken advantage of like that, they're usually people that get attached really easily and they're usually people that are uh, overly wanting to please other people. Those people's personality, it's usually harder for them to break away from friendships. People that use other people in friendships, people that take advantage of other people, they're used to leaving friend groups and friend relationships and bouncing around because that's how they've had to survive. That's kind of their personality type. They go, fine, if the person says, give me what I want, then I'll just go get it from someone else. So that's how you can tell if a friend is taking advantage of you. If after a couple weeks, they, you know, they seem to have this pattern of doing it and it could be anything, right? You address it, you call them out on it, but in a very loving, giving them the benefit of the, of the doubt, just rewind this episode. And then after that, if it changes the way they act towards you and they act even more distant from you or they get more irritated, like, oh, I can't ask you for anything, they start treating you less than, then you'll know this relationship you need to get away from. Now, if they feel really bad and remorseful and like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, I don't mean to do that. Just tell me if I'm doing that. Like, I don't mean to do that. Maybe they just got really bad ADHD. Maybe one of those kids that like just are always constantly going, going, and they don't think of other people's feelings, not because they don't care about your feelings. They're just moving at such a fast pace. Those kids will have remorse. They'll feel bad. They'll apologize. And you'll be glad you said something to them. And then after that, things will be better. But if you say something to someone the first time, you can give them a second reminder if it continues. But after the second reminder, you're going to have to be honest with yourself that this person, even though you like them and you had some good times together, they're just not a person that's that's about being in a mutually benefiting relationship. They just want things to go their way. It doesn't mean that you're not good, you're not a good friend, that they're bad. It just means that that's who they are, at least at this particular time in their life. Hopefully that answered your question. And also, it should have answered a lot of questions for a lot of teenagers out there. That's why I try to pick the questions that a lot of you can relate to, understand. And we got another episode with another question coming up right before you know it, we're going to be releasing two episodes a week, at least two episodes a week of these questions. My co-host, Kenneth Scott, Robert Johnson, we're trying to get it dialed in, so I'm going to be having a home studio office soon. Robert and Kenneth are going to be from their home studio offices because we live in different places, so we can all answer these questions. So I, I want other people to weigh in. I want Kenneth and want Rojo to weigh in on some of these questions as well. They work with tons of teenagers, tons of youth themselves. I want to hear what they have to say. And until next time, thank you guys for coming here and listening to OG Therapy. Talk to you soon.